here's how I understand when I need to go where I'm being called. I get anxiety. When I'm doing things that are not aligned with where I want to go, I physically can feel a pressure in my chest. Pay attention Mm -hmm. to that. When I am disaligned and I have a lot to do and I haven't had a minute to myself because I'm momming, I'm being a wife, I'm being a mentor, and I haven't honored my own time, like carving out time to work out, walking outside, uh, hydrating, sleeping well, we become martyrs and we get frustrated. We got to listen to that. Anger is not a bad thing. And we've been conditioned to know that anger isn't appropriate. I say... Listen when you're a little angry. Listen when you're frustrated. Listen when the rage comes out. (laughs) Okay? Welcome to the Juicy CEO Podcast. Listen, it's time to give you some hard truths, so sit up and pay attention. If you don't know how to stand out online today, you have already lost. In order to create credibility, influence, and real staying power, you have to build a personal brand with some juice. So join me, personal brand strategist, coach, and breast cancer survivor, Monique Bryan, each Wednesday morning as I teach you all the tips and tricks I use to build my six-figure brand while in remission. It's time for you to get to that juicy CEO status by learning from some badass women in business who've been where you are, showing you that juicy CEOs are made, not born. So sit back, relax, and let's get ready to get into the juice. Guys, you're in for a super delicious treat today because I have Kim Fitzpatrick on the Juicy CEO stage. So let me tell you a little bit about this queen. Okay, so Kim is a coach, mentor, and podcaster. She's also the founder of two thriving businesses. One is a social media company that focuses on health, wellness, and business leadership. And the other is Legacy by Kim, a headband company that has a give back component. And as I say this, I get it. I'm already getting choked up because I have, I know the story behind it, but I'm going to let her share that with you guys. But this is all about helping. It was stemmed from women walking through cancer and remission. So you guys know that is a very personal journey for myself. So Kim's going to share all about that. But also Kim is a fierce mama of two and is married to her best friend and business partner of 15 years. She has built an amazing business and community, and she not only understands how to influence, mentor, and lead, but she also prides herself on servant leadership. She's incredibly passionate about empowering others to reach their full potential, live limitlessly, and to live their best life physically, mentally, and financially. So please welcome Kim Fitzpatrick to the podcast. Ah, What an introduction. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Monique. That was amazing. I I, it very always welcome. humbles me, honestly, whenever I hear other people like me or announce me, I'm like, okay, oh my goodness. You know, it's you're like, oh, stop, it's please. It's a very yeah. humbling, you know, it's just, I believe it's just such a humbling experience to be on this earth. So I appreciate mm. your words and I'm so excited. Oh, me too. Me too. And what's so interesting is... I like we were just talking about offline, just like how we like to do video for podcasting. So a lot of people like to just do the audio, but I love and like Kim was agreeing with me that like energetically, there's just such a different vibe when you can see another human being. So I just felt like instantly when you came on, like I just felt 
I could feel your energy through the screen. Is that weird? Like that's like that's how I felt. I felt like that through your emails. I was like, <laughs> I can't even wait to meet her. Like it was just like everything, the name, the title, the vibe, the like, yeah, it was incredible. So I um, I almost was anticipating this energy. Okay, good. When I got okay, good. To, when I got to meet you, I was like, oh yes, here she is. Okay. So then it's on brand. Yeah. Is what it is. Your but you guys know that's what we talk so about. So on brand. Okay, good, good. So Kim, I mean, there's a lot going on with you right now. You were saying like you were recording because you are renovating your home and you're having to be in a hotel room with your family right now. So before I don't want to like step over that, like I really want to ask you, like, how are you doing? Well, I see, I think I'm so good, you know, like there'll be days where I'm like, this is amazing. And then this morning I'm just like, (laughs) I just want to go home. Like, I need to be able to light my candle and go down to my right, cu- the right couch I like to sit on to ru- like, you know, we're such creatures of habit. And I, mm. I didn't realize how much I need my own space. And that I, you know, I always knew environments are very big for me in terms of my creativity and my flow and my alignment. But I'm really realizing that now. And I think that that's, you know, for me, it's like, we chose, we thought long and hard, whether we wanted to move or whether we stay and we reno, you know, and and either one would have been hard. Either one would yeah. have been such a transformation. And I, I'm Robin Sharma is one of my most favorite authors. And I'm really, le- I always lean into his work. I love Robin Sharma. I love him. Yeah. And if I don't know, this is like, I, there's no shame here, but like, I'm going to give this shameless plug. Like if you all haven't read Everyday Hero by Robin Sharma, mm. like it's been really helping me right now during this phase of transition. And it's just really leaning back into that notion of knowing that when you're going through transformation in, ev- in any aspect of your life and a home reno is a really good example. Cause your whole life, you think you, then you second guess yourself. You're like, did I just make the biggest mistake? Is this worth this? What did I do? I'm confused. This is bad. Like, and I, whose idea was whose this? idea was this? And I have a hard idea of how this is going to all come out in the end, but now I'm starting to see the walls go up. Right. And, mm. and I start to see the space we created and the walls we knocked down. And I was like, this is so such a parallel to my life. So I was just going to say that it's so perfect the way you said that. It's such a parallel to my life. Like we are recreating new walls and we walked, we knocked so many down. And I think I'm doing that in this tiny space, learning to, to adapt because life Mm. is going to happen for us in every situation. And you may be crammed in a small room with your family. And how are you going to handle that? And so that's how I'm feeling right now. So oh my God. I have Perfect. minutes and then I'm like, pull it together, sister. <laughs> what is this teaching you? <laughs> I think that is just so perfect because I mean, it's, you know, business owners are really who are listening to this podcast. I know that's who you like cater to as well, but just like, it's the how we react to the situations, whether we created them on our own or not. It's like, you're in it. How are you going to be in it? Mm, yeah, exactly. Right? And how are you going to show up? And then how does that model that example, right? So if I was stressing mm. out, my kids would be stressing out. If I was stressing out, my marriage would be so suffering. So what, what, and what's the intent on that? You know, like mm. what, how, how is that serving anything? I love guys. You see what I'm talking about? Do you see the wisdom here? Oh, I love this. It doesn't mean it. there's not hard days. It doesn't mean we don't have like right. colossal arguments. Total meltdowns. We do I have all those things. But that's the lesson I was, I was talking to my therapist yesterday and Jamie and I got into a beautiful little tiff right on our anniversary. I was like, of course, of course we have to ruin our perfect day. But I said, Hey, I wonder, I think actually there's beauty in that. There's beauty in this breakdown we had, because what I believe, and this is absolutely a quote right out of everyday hero with the breakdown comes the breakthrough. 
Yeah. In all aspects, right? Like whether, whatever you're, we are all walking through in our businesses and our relationships and our careers and our own growth, we're all having breakdowns. I think the world's having a breakdown right now. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> For 20 months Multiple. of counting. Yeah. Like yeah. Capital like, T trauma. Oh. It's like, when will it end? It may not. No. It may not. But I do want to, I feel like the best way to talk about the who is Kim and how Kim came to be is really from your, you know, your Genesis story and how, you know, the story behind your headband company, mm. the story behind Legacy by Kim. So I would love it if you told people where that stemmed from and then like what you've built from that place. Mm, I love this. So, okay. So when I was conceived, my mom was in remission. My mom, Carol uh, Colby Para is her name. And she was in remission from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And when she found out that she was pregnant with me, so I'm her third baby girl. I, but I don't know that she knew it was a girl mm. at that time, but she was also told by her oncologist that, you know, the cancer had come back and she needed to make a decision and whether or not to keep me that her third baby or to you know, abort and go on with treatment, which was being recommended. And both she and my dad said, no, like there was no other option, which I loved. I actually only learned that from my dad about when I was, so I was 34 and it was the anniversary of her death and, you know, 33 years gone. And he said to me, he's like, you know, that other option was never an option. And, you know, that's a whole other backstory. Everyone listening to this that I'm sure is like, why did it take you that long to hear that that wasn't an option? We'll just leave it at that. Like, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of layered stories here. But it was nice to hear that, you know, mm. from somebody that was also in the room making that choice about a life. Gosh, she was, from what I've been told and what I have felt through the years energetically, was a, you know, she was just a force. And she was this force of kindness and compassion and grace and legacy. And, you know, she passed 11 months after I was born and she never came back from the hospital after I was born. She was terminal, which is also something I just realized through legacy as I was trying to figure out what hospital was mom at, what treatment did she get? Who were the doctors? Like, how can I help serve through, you know, the work we're doing with legacy by Kim? And that's when I found out, oh, she didn't have treatment after you. So a lot of things are unfolding for me in my own story now in this 40th year I'm in that I'm mm -hmm. learning about my Genesis story. So for me, you know, in a nutshell, my mom did pass on and left three beautiful baby girls as her legacy. And I truly believe that I really believe that I was chosen by her to continue to do her work in this world. I still get stopped on the street by women from her church and people that she knew. And they say, I know your mom, I held you as a baby. I helped to raise you. And to me, that's legacy. To me, that's legacy. And I believe that it's my responsibility to continue to make that impact in the world and to spread that hope and that grace and that love. And, you know, she loved fashion. She, I have mm. a pair of boots <laughs> that fit me barely. And my aunts always said that they never fit her, but she would squash her feet in the boots because fashion... <laughs> Because she'd rather look good than be comfortable. And I was That's, like, that was I love you already. Like, you know, like, and I, and, and Tessa, my daughter is just exactly her and fashion and all these things. And so the leg, the headband company is something I've always had a passion for headbands and headpieces and headwear. It's always been something, you know, I was an athlete my whole life. I've always been, I was like, be tying up that soccer tape, like the ankle wrap in my hair that mm. would like roll up. Because I, yeah, like I just loved headbands and I never knew how I was going to make this come to reality. But I also knew that my mom never lost her hair. 
and that her mm-hmm. hair was such a beautiful piece for her. Like she never did. She never, she had red, long, beautiful red hair. She never lost her hair, but I have a lot of other women that have lost their hair. And, you know, for me, I was like head coverings is a way that we could give back, right. We could really give back. And I, and I thought about this long and hard, you know, we don't really want to venture off into any other things other than headbands. So we do gift our headbands back. And we so far year to date, we've been able to gift out 575 headbands in two years Wow! to to women, mostly women, but there are now a lot of kids that are coming through. So we've gifted out beanies to them and some men, absolutely. So I think, you know, as much as I was so steadfast in impacting women that are walking through this Mm -hmm. because of my mom, that such close connection to the maternal side, I'm now realizing it's people that are living Mm -hmm. with cancer too. But predominantly we've gifted to women and moms and sisters. And, you know, it's unbelievable to read, you know, how many women actually have the same story as me then, and they're, Mm. and they're the mom and they're, they're the ones pregnant with their child. And, you know, it's like, it's just to me reading that. And I still handwrite every single strength band and read, you know, and it's just important to me. So my mom left me and my sisters on this earth to do some great work. And that's how my, that's where I started from. And I will share too, like, from that, my dad did move on and married my stepmom who, and they raised me. And, but I will share like that did not come without a lot of angst and grief and displacement of who I am. I'm a big energy and I'm a bright, Mm. bright light. And that light was stifled for majority of my life till I got out. And that was a hard place to live, trying to find your footing, you know? So I come from yes, childhood trauma as well. So not only is there layered grief, but there's also layered opinions and shoulds and silencing and you're not smart enough. You're, you know, like you can't go to university, you can't do all these things. And, you know, I had to break through from that. So my breakthrough had to first start to heal from the the loss and then had to heal from a lot of things I was told growing up that were not my identity that I was led to believe and really having to reshape that, which is why mindset is so important for me and heart set. And, you know, really understanding who you actually are at your essence is so important. And that comes down to your legacy as well. That come, comes down to your own personal values and the impact you want to leave, you know? So that's what I've been doing a lot of healing around and a lot of work around. And that's where things I see are really taking off. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm <clears throat> like, like my throat's gone, makeup's gone. That is such an, that is such a powerful story. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know in your sharing that, like it's hard, but I know it also brings you joy because you're talking about your mom and your mom sounds like such a force. And wow, that, and just even just your being able to hear from other women who are literally in that position right now and they get to speak with you and hear your journey like I can't imagine how much comfort you bring to other people because a lot of times when we're going through things it's like you think it's just you Mm -hmm. right or you're going at it alone or you're like nobody will understand so I can only imagine how rewarding and tough that is for you Mm -hmm. as you run that business I think I think the other thing as well is that one thing my my great friend was diagnosed with breast cancer. She's a survivor, moved right through her treatment and her cancer, like the worrier she is. But one thing she said to me that struck a chord, she said, you know, Kim, what got me through my darkest days was knowing that you were okay, even though your mom wasn't here, because that's a real Mm. reality for women. And seeing that your legacy is part of who you're raising, 
And I think that that's pretty special too. So knowing that me sharing my story as well is giving a different perspective for the women that are gravely concerned for their lives and gravely concerned for how are my kids going to be okay without me here? You know, there's so many examples of legacy and how, you know, in that story. So I have had that shared too, which was impactful to hear that and sad and hard. And I'm so thankful that there are, they have survived what their diagnosis was, but like, that's a real, that's a real thing that's happening for so many women. And I think we don't talk about that enough. It's an isolating, an isolating thing. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. And as a survivor myself, every, everyone who listens to this podcast or if they're listening for the first time, they know that at the first of every month, like I'm a big advocate for checking, checking your breasts, right? Like, prevention is the only cure we have. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some people are, are who meet me for the first time are like, well, it's so interesting that, you know, you focus on branding, but you talk about breast cancer, like every, like often. And for me, I'm like, it's just like for you, like, it's not an option mm-hmm. to not discuss this. Like, yeah. when I like for me, no one in my life ever spoke about it. No one I knew had it. And so when I was diagnosed, it was such a shock at a young age to even consider it that I was like, it just, it shook me to think someone else in my life could go through that and I wouldn't be able to handle it Mm -hmm. if I never told them, you know, like, hey, I got your back, but listen, this is not a joke. This is like our reality and not talking about it is not going to make you not have it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow. That's powerful. And it's so, it's so incredible too, because that's the other thing. It's like, I, I haven't gone through that and I, I haven't, I haven't gone through cancer personally and I wasn't there for my mom as she went through cancer. So I am also quite removed as well, right? So it hasn't been, so for me being able to hear from survivors firsthand and being able to hear from, you know, I have so many daughters that have reached out that have watched their mothers walk through that. Mm. They're like, Hey, Kim, or even you like Monique, I'd love to like, how was your sensitivity of your scalp? What can we do for the headbands? Can we put some, you know, that, that different fabric that doesn't hit the nerve sensors? Like what Mm. can we do that's more innovative for these women that don't have that voice? because they don't want to talk about it. So how do we talk Mm -hmm. about it more to create some products that serve you during that time or the women that are going to go, go after you and have to have it too. I love that. And I always say like to have it is one thing to watch it is a completely is another. And I rather have it than watch it Mm. like in all truth. Like I don't, cause I don't know what I would have done, you know? So I love that, you know, all of these daughters have somewhere to go to talk to, to talk to you. And it's just, it's such a powerful story. So I just, I just appreciate you so much for continuously sharing it. And it's not like a thing that happened that no longer impacts, like it, it will forever impact, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, <laughs> hold it together. Hold it together. Yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, hold it together. So I just appreciate, I just appreciate what you're doing so much. And I, I want to talk about this thing around legacy, you know, because that's something I feel for myself has come up so much in the last few years. And to the people who are listening, like there was something you had said in one of the, these videos I heard and you said, you know, you're not here on accident. You know, and I was like, oh, that hit me so, so hard because I I believe that as well. I believe we're all here for something, for a purpose. And so I would just love if you could maybe even just have some advice for people who are like, I know I may be here for something, but I damn well don't know what it is. Mm. And I'm kind of walking into things and in a class, like, I just don't know, like how I just know there's so many women feel helpless that way. Like what, what would you say to them 
as they try and navigate like the, I know I'm here for something. Yeah. I haven't freaking figured it out. Oh my gosh, Monique. I love that. You know, it's so, this is such a powerful conversation and it's important work. Here's what I would share. And I I'd love to like actually dialogue on this with you because I think Mm. I wonder if there's like some opportunity for us to like pull some out for those of you that are listening you know, it's almost like we need a checklist, (laughs) like Mm. a purpose-driven checklist, right? Like I'm looking for my purpose. I'm looking for my passion. And here's the thing. It's already inside of you, right? All of what you really want to do is inside of you. I believe though, and I read this, I I, want to get a tattoo of a thread and needle because I think this analogy Mm. will, will roll in quite tight. And I was reading, what book was it? I think it was Danielle Laporte, White Hot Truth. And she said, Oh, right. She is. Yeah. Love Danielle. Okay. So I think it was her book. I fairly sure, but it was talking about a thread and a needle. And it said at the beginning of your life, you are born with this like beautiful thread and this beautiful needle and your body. It's you. It's your, your essence, your innateness, right? And all throughout your life, you are constantly stitching everybody else's opinions and thoughts. And I should do this. And I'm, and you're just stitching through your, you are stitching patchwork patches that have now accumulated to covering your entire body. And part of you is flapping because some aren't tied down too tight, but you need to undo the work of and unlearn so you can hear what's actually happening for you. Here's how I understand when I need to go where I'm being called. I get anxiety. When I'm doing things that are not aligned with where I want to go, I physically can feel a pressure in my chest. Pay attention Mm. to that. Pay attention to that. When I am disaligned and I have a lot to do and I haven't had a minute to myself because I'm momming, I'm being a wife, I'm being a mentor, and I haven't honored my own time, like carving out time to work out, walking outside, hydrating, sleeping well, we become martyrs and we get frustrated. We got to listen to that. Anger is not a bad thing. And we've been conditioned to know that anger isn't appropriate. I say, listen when you're a little angry. Listen when you're frustrated. <laughs> listen when the rage comes out. <laughs> okay? Because I'm laughing yeah. as you're saying this, guys, because honestly, there are, when you get so angry at times about things that I'm just like, what is your problem? So I'm loving that I'm getting permission right now because yeah. it's telling me something. Mm, right? Right? But we... We silence that rage. We silence mm-hmm. that anger. It's just a cue. I have another tattoo. I'm going to show, I'm going to show Monique mm. here my other tattoo, but I have another tattoo that says everything is data. And mm-hmm. I believe that as we're looking to determine what fills us up and what our purpose is and what our passions are, you got to take everything as data. So often we judge ourselves in Oh, I didn't work out. I didn't do this. I did. And it's this trivial stuff that we just layer on of these expectations where, you know, maybe you just needed to rest. Maybe you just needed mm-hmm. to recover. And that's not a bad thing. But we walk through this life thinking we have this. I'd like to know what your purpose list is. I'd like to know what mm-hmm. your mission is. We spend all of our life with everybody else's mission statement stapled to our head. I can assume that most of you know the brand vision for the company you work within. But may I ask Mm. you what yours is? May I ask you what your return on investment is? What's your ROI? What's your, what's your NOI? Do you, church guys, he's taking you to church right now. Do you have one? Do you have a bottom line? 
Do you have non-negotiables? Mm. And is your bottom line usually you because you're replacing that boardroom meeting with serving your soul and you feel disconnected? I get it. Mm. I get that. I get it's hard to wake up early. I get it's hard to go to bed early, but staying stuck is worse. So take, oh. so parent yourself. Yeah. I'm getting chills. Oh. I'm like, I can't even sit in this seat anymore. And I'm sweating. <laughs> like all the things at the but same time. We got to parent oh ourselves in order to find what we actually want. And we don't do that enough. Okay. Listen, <laughs> so many pieces there. The like, everything is data, like taking it in. That whole, the, the threading the needle piece, like, I need to go read. I, 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 you know what? I meant, I didn't even get White Hot Truth. I have all of her other books. And it was the one that I hadn't got around. I'll send you the quote. I'm going to go hunt for it now because it's so good. Because that piece around even just like sewing on the patchwork, right? So, So you guys can't see her. So she's sewing, like doing the motions as if she's sewing the patchwork on. And as you're doing that, I literally felt pain. Like as you were doing, I felt this prick, prick, prick. Like sewing on other people's expectations and shoulds over your entire life. And what would that be like to release that? You know what I mean? And I was like, wow, that is, that is it right there. Because we don't know who we are as we live under that patchwork. How could we? Mm. The only way is to, you know, and you can't rip it off. You got to gradually, you know, get the little scissors, get the little scissors, the seam ripper. And get it off one by one. Yes. And that takes time. Yes. But we want everything, including myself. We want everything now. Yes. Whatever the trauma was, we want it handled now. Mm. We don't want to do all of the work to even uncover some of those wounds to take to deal with them. I know I don't all the time. But the thing is, there is no other way. Right. That was what I had it's to learn. There's no other stitch. way. Stitch by stitch. I also love that piece around like your passion, your purpose list. And yeah, like writing what down brings what you that joy. looks like. And here's what yeah. I, here's, let me give you some specifics on what served me mm. because, because I'm like Bora Bora vacation. That, that like, oh. listen, I know those are amazing. That's good, but that's more of a bucket list. That's not mm. your purpose list because when your when your purpose finds you, you'll be in Bora Bora. Okay. Bucket list versus purpose list. Yes, I love this. Right. So your bucket okay. list. Okay, so your purpose list has to fuel the bucket list. Mm. Like, but I think we just have a bucket list and then we have no pathway to how to get there. So we need this roadmap. So your purpose list starts with what's your personal mission, right? So for me, when I first started as a gerontologist, I'm a gerontologist by designation. I had no intention to ever leave the healthcare sector ever to start my own business. I couldn't even spell the word entrepreneur. Now I have <laughs> two businesses like that. Like I never would have had my headband company. I never would have ever really done what I was called to do. I know I'm called to do this work, right? Helping women with their mindsets, helping them with their wellness, helping that this is my, I'm meant to do this. And when I was, when I was working in my long-term care in my retirement home, like I could feel that I just wasn't really understanding what my purpose was until I did, I read this. So at Sunrise Senior Living, it was my first job. And I remember when I first walked into a long-term care home, you know, in at college, I walked in and it was locked doors, right? So everything's locked. Then you mm. open up the doors and I felt, and this is, but I had a waft of smell that did not smell inviting. Okay. Mm. Everybody's sitting in a circle with their heads down. And I walked out at that, of that long-term care home at age 20 and was like, I'm going to change the world. Because if this is how we treat our older adults, then I don't want to be a part of it. Mm. Then I went to this place called Sunrise in Oakville. 
and it was a retirement home. And as I walked up this beautifully manicured path, there were rocking chairs on the, on the patio. There was a nurse on her break playing cards with one of the residents. There was a dog greeting me as I walked in and the aroma of popcorn was there. And I was greeted by a concierge who said, welcome to Sunrise. How can I serve you today? That is how we need to approach our life. Are we, are mm. we, are we staying stuck in a prison, which what it felt like it wasn't That's like everyone was taking it. They were fine. Everyone was safe, but think of that. How do you want to live that life? And I looked up above that concierge head and the mission statement for that company was to champion the quality of lives for all seniors. And that stuck hard with me because I could get behind that mission because my mission is to champion the quality of life for all humans. And if mm. I can help do that, and that's what I took away from that. And what I learned in my corporate careers, the further I moved up that ladder, the further I went away from serving and the further I went away from impact and the further I went away from actually being able to use my voice. And that was my, that was, that was the incongruence for me because I was so frustrated that I couldn't get anything done. And that's when I ended up leaving and starting doing my own thing because I was like, this isn't working for me. That's not going to be everyone's path because I believe you can find such peace and joy in whatever role you're in, but it requires personal development. It requires personal growth. It requires you taking care of yourself. It requires you maybe swapping out that 3 p.m. coffee and donut with a big chug of water and an apple and encouraging your colleagues to do the same so they're happier too. Mm. It, it requires you being a steward of whatever you're living in. It doesn't mean you need your job's not working for you. I think that sometimes people think that, right? And then they're worried. That doesn't mean that. But what is not working for you in your life? So when you think about your purpose or you think about your passion, think about what actually has driven you through your experiences. What are the good things that you've experienced in your corporate career or your career or in your marriage or as raising children? Where have the joy pockets been? Is it when you're not distracted on your phone and you're playing cards? Good. You got to live there a little bit more. Is it when you boundary your date night with your husband when you work together I'm raising my hand <laughs> and you now realize you can't talk about business on your date nights because it's affecting your marriage. Those mm. are the purposeless, right? If I want to have an extraordinary marriage, what are the behaviors that I need to do in order to, to get there? I friggin' love all of this. So for everyone listening, I hope you were taking notes, but if you're not like, I don't know what you're doing. Go and get a pen and take some notes, but you're probably listening and walking. You don't have a pen. But what I will say is like that piece around literally sitting and identifying those joy pockets. Mm. I love how you said that because we miss a lot of the pockets and we don't even take them as something that's really a thing when it happens. We're just yeah. like, oh, I'm in a good mood. But no, like really, you're talking about like really whittling down to me like, what were those moments where you were happy, joyous, there was ease, mm -hmm. you know, you didn't have angst, you didn't have that pressure on your chest, you weren't worried. There are those moments that happen and we step over them. We have like a magnifying glass on the bad things or the hard things or the uncomfortable things. But those little pockets, if we wrote them down and had them by our computer, by in our office, in our car, on a sticky note, we could remind ourselves of what we need to get back to. And look for them every day. Like last mm -hmm. night, I, in this very tiny room that I'm so grateful for, our dog is here too. And... <laughs> <laughs> Who's all in the room? The dog? Yeah. The two, dog, two kids. two kids, and two adults. So there's five of us. Two adults and two business owners. Two, two business owners <laughs> with two different businesses. It's like, okay, okay. Anyway, so last night, Colby and I were here alone and Clemmy was getting all excited and she was hopping from bed to bed. And Colby put down his tech and he's like, Mom, let's play with Clemmy. And I spent three minutes. That's it. 
three minutes. Mm. And they were jumping back and forth. He was laughing his head off. And as he went in the other room, he goes, mom, I just love you so much. And I sat back down on the couch and I just started working. Right. And then this morning he said to me, best part of my day yesterday was chasing with Clemmy with you. And it was oh my God. three minutes. And I, I thought ah, joy pocket, I'm going to joy pocket, joy pocket, joy pocket. Okay. Remember that. So even if you only have three minutes of really connected time with your kids, because life is full, that's three more minutes that you've made a memory with them. But we judge ourselves at night when we lay our head on our pillow that we didn't do enough for our kids. And that's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. So stay in the moments that were connected and then create more of those moments. So you better believe this weekend, I'm going to create more jumping on the bed moments with Clemmy and Colby or something, mm-hmm. right? Or something mm-hmm. like that connected him that he's 12, got him off his tech, laughing his face off connection. So those are the moments I try to look for. And, and all of us are going to have our own definition of what fulfills you or connects you, but look for those moments and don't, don't think they don't count just because they were three minutes. Sometimes three minutes is better than 30 minutes sitting on the couch with everybody on their cell phones. hundred percent. So just don't judge yourself against those moments. Even if they're three minutes, find those three minutes. Those are going to add up to hundreds of hours in your life. Oh my goodness. And as you were saying this, it made me think of, I was sitting with my husband. We were, I don't know what was happening on television, but he said something and I laughed so hard. He's cry laughing. I'm cry laughing. Like stomach laugh. Those laughs. Oh, hubby's home. (laughs) And those, those laughs, like, I was just like thinking about, you know, we're like, oh, we need to go on vacation. And when are we going to find the time to do that? And I don't know what we're going to do. Like, we would stress about that. Meanwhile, as you're saying this, like the joy pocket is like the things we do on vacation are the moments when we're having the exact same thing we were having in our own home watching Netflix, right? Where we're just connected, laughing at the same joke. And it makes me literally go to the place of, oh my God, I can't believe we're going to get to do this for the next like, Mm -hmm. for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. Like sit here and laugh at only things you and I get and enjoy. And as I say, I'm getting emotional now. Like I'm thinking about it because I was like, I don't need to get on a plane to do that. Yes. So it is that that difference between the bucket list and the and that and that passion yes. list, right? Yeah. So that that really just punctuated it for me. I'm like, we we don't need to book our Hawaii trip to have the joy we're actually having in the middle of pandemic and all of the other things. We're having them. Mm. They're not little. Don't yes. dismiss them. Yes. Right. Yes. So she's just schooling me right now, guys. And the other thing I will say, and this is something that I learned and I heard this through the pandemic. It's like how to master the mundane, like Mm. that Monique, like it must feel mundane sitting watching Netflix, but it's not mundane if it's the joy pocket. And I love that. I love, I love that. I love that connection there. You know, it's, that's what it's, and it's only, and it's only, and it's, and what's interesting is, like it's only something him and I share and mm. we would get. So I get to like message him like later in the week and like make that reference and make his day better Yeah, because he's like, oh my God, that was hilarious. Yes. And we're back in that moment again. Like exactly. only him and I can have that moment. And it's just, anyway, you just took me back to that, that mm. like right now. And we have so many of those moments and now the difference is I'm actually, I'm going to write them down, mm-hmm. right? The next yeah. time I'm feeling like frustrated, we can't get on an airplane. Yeah. Right. And, and use that as that book of proof. Cause then mm. you go back and you look at that and you see that evidence of that beautiful work you're putting into your marriage. A hundred percent. And I love, that's my marriage that's, is everything. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, I love it. Yeah. I love everything about it. 
I love that. I know a lot of people can say that. So I'm so grateful yeah. for it, for like you married your best friend, yeah. right? Like that is, I know so many people who didn't have that, yeah. you know, or don't have that. And I'm so grateful. So I'm going to get to go give him a big like hug later around just, I'll be like, you won't believe the conversation I had today and this, this, and he's going to be like, he's like, you tell me this all the time. And I was like, no, but it's, but I'm, I'm so connected in this moment. And he's just going to be like, yeah. crazy. But you know, you know what I'd love, that. I'd love to share. And I don't know whether you know this part of my story about what happened for us two years ago. No, and tell me. so this is also for me chasing down that purpose and that alignment and ease really expedited after October 27th of 2019. My husband had been having heart pain for two months leading up to that date. And he was cleared about a month before. And I was planning my life on Sunday morning with my team. And we were mapping out what we were going to do. And I heard the door open upstairs. And my daughter said, mommy, you need to come right now. There's something wrong with dad. And for the two weeks leading up to what happened for us, I was in my meditation and I, all I could hear was you're in training, you're in training and whispers in my meditation. You're in training, eat well, hydrate well, sleep well, you're in training, you're in training. And I believe I'm always in training for this life because none of us ever know what's going to happen. I was going to a conference the week after I was like, I'm going to be pulled up on stage. I'm in training to be a guest speaker. I was not in training to be a guest speaker. I had to help save my husband's life on October 27th when he suffered a widowmaker cardiac arrest on our dining room floor and my daughter found him. And I was able to flip him over and give him CPR for eight minutes and till the paramedics came and helped resuscitate him in our home. And what I will share about perspective is that I know some of you may not have the marriage or the relationship that you want right now or you may be in a season where it is hard. I will tell you with every pump of that hand over hand compression, I realized my own ownership of what I needed to take responsibility for in what I was contributing to our marriage and the doubt and the fear and the shame and the I'll love myself when and I'll be better when. And I literally negotiated with God for eight minutes and a heck of a lot of angels in that room for him to say, be saved. And that I will stop, stop petty fighting and I'll stop doing all those things. Because when you see your life and your loved one flash before you and you don't know whether or not this is how your story is going to end, your life will change. And you don't have to have that trauma. You don't have to have gone through what I've had to go through. And he doesn't remember anything. He's here. He's safe. He's in the 6%. He's in the 6% of survival and he's in 1% of no brain damage. And I understand that that's not anyone else's reality. There's 94% of people that that's not their reality, but it's ours. And that day changed my life. It was a rebirth for me. I believe I've had two chances. So one, my mom passed for me. And I believe that I, I wasted a lot of time in the first 39 years of my life, doubting and worrying and comparing and jealousy and victim. And the second time that I realized that I was really gifted this life was that I got to save my husband and I got to save our marriage and I got to save me. So when you feel that things are hard and when you feel like you're so frustrated and things are so, it's not, you got to remember, it's not always going to be like this. And I was a witness to my husband on life support for 24 hours, not knowing what was going to happen. And it was one of the hardest, if not the hardest days of my entire life and the best day of my life. Because, gosh, I'm not going to waste a minute anymore. And I think if I can give you any advice is that this life is not promised. 
and you're in training right now for this life. So every single thing that you are making an excuse for or having a reason for or why you're giving yourself permission to just be bitchy and frustrated or be be angry and cross and crass and whatever that is, you know, you need to own that. And what what that taught me, honestly, Monique, was that we all have to take radical ownership for our life. Because what I know is that if our story had gone another day, another way. I would have regretted everything for the rest of my life. And I wouldn't have known that this love was here. I wouldn't have known that our marriage could be this way. And I would have thought he was in a better place. And I probably wouldn't have ever known that all the doubts and all the things that I thought were just, were just thoughts. They weren't true. They weren't facts because the facts are, we're all great people and our mastery and our magnificent is all within ourselves. But we tell ourselves these stories and I needed to have to give my husband CPR to be shaken out of my story and have a second chance. I don't have any words. Like I, wow. Thank you for sharing that. And that we didn't, we did not leave this episode without that, that powerful story. I feel like, I don't know who's listening, who needed to hear that. It shook me and I'm actually going to leave it there because there's nothing else that needs to be said apart from what was just said. So this is what I will say, Kim, as I get myself together. (laughs) When the podcast host can't get themselves together, guys, I'm a little concerned. But this is what I will say. It's thank you for being you, for continuing to inspire everyone with your vulnerability, with your transparency, with your life, with your continuous growth, because that's what it takes. Yeah, we appreciate you. You are that force. You are that light. You are. There is no accident. I got to interview you today without telling everyone everything. There's no accident. So thanks, guys. That's it. That's all. Get out of here. If you enjoy this episode, then make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss the juice every single week. And if you thought this episode was super juicy, it would mean the world if you gave it a five-star rating and left a review over on iTunes so I could keep bringing the juice to more people who need it. And if you want to win some juicy swag, I want you to take a screenshot of this episode from wherever you're listening, then post it to your stories, And tag me over on Instagram at MoniquePrian underscore co. That's Brian with a Y. And you will automatically be entered to win. Until next time, my lovelies, keep building that brand over a business and raising your juicy CEO status.